0: So, Father, we just glorify your name today. We lift your name on high. Certainly, it is all about your name today, Father. We know that that name has power in three different realms, in heaven, on the earth, and in hell. And you've given us the authority to use that name, and we use that name to overcome anything that the enemy tries to place into our lives and we declare that we are victorious over it in the name of Jesus and so now father grace this time that we'll have in your word today in this special prayer service that we'll have with our congregation father we know that your word is anointed we agree that my wife and I are anointed to deliver your word they're anointed to receive your word and not one person will walk out of here the same way that they came in father we'll give you all the glory for all the good that'll come out of this service today in jesus name and everyone that agrees with that prayer shout it come on everyone that agrees with that prayer shout it come on and if you have victory in this place give god your best praise hallelujah glory to god go ahead and find find one person today and just build them up and bless them the best way that you can. Just one person. Find them, build them up, and bless them the best way that you can. Lift them up. Thank you, music department. Powerful. Thank you. Powerful. Yes,
1: that got me, that got me going right there.
0: Pushed all my buttons. I tell you, if we were in that new building... When he said, when I call your name, I would have just ran. <laughs> anybody would have ran with me. Is there anybody here would have ran with me? Get ready for some running services, boy. When we get, You all can be seated out there. Thank you for your honor. You can be seated. We don't have a lot of time today. Today will be a 21-day of prayer and fasting prayer service, similar to what we do on Saturday mornings. And I'll give instructions. We're going to minister for about 20 minutes, and then I'll give instructions for what you can do after that if you haven't taken step two and god has led you to become a member of of linked up church today is your day this is your opportunity to get that class done and become a a member and a part of what god is doing here at linked up church my wife and i we'd be honored to have you and to serve as your pastors our commitment to you is that we'll pray for you every single day of our lives when you come in this building, we don't want to entertain you. We want to make sure that you get some substance that you can live on and live the victorious life that God has already prearranged for you. So let's go today. We're going to talk about having confidence in him today or confidence in him. And so, linked-up family, in whatever situation we find ourselves, as the song talked about today, how many you know our primary call first should be to God? That's right. It shouldn't be the Instagram, social media. Come on, somebody, to post our our passions and all of that. God wants us to come directly to him. He wants us to develop confidence in him and his ability to answer our prayers. Now, one of my favorite Old Testament scriptures, go with me to Jeremiah 33. One of my favorite Old Testament scriptures is found here in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Jeremiah 3.3. 3. And although this Old Testament verse was addressed specifically to Jeremiah, it's relevant in our lives today as we call out to him. Jeremiah 3.3 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you. Now, how I many of this day and age that we live in, we can call people that we really love, believe in, we can inbox them, whatever. They may respond, they, they may respond, they may not. But God is saying, if you'll call to me, if you'll come to me, I will answer you. Then I love this, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. The reality is all of us are in this room today wanting answers to something. Am I right about that? Whether it's how to pay a bill, am I going to get married, or whatever's going on in your life. All of us want answers to something. And God is saying, if you'll come to me, if you'll call to me, I will answer you. Go with me to Psalms 91. Not only will I answer you, but I'm going to show you great and mighty things to come. Tell so, I me, mean, when you're seeing horrible things in your future, God is not the one showing those to you. That's right. Let me make sure I walked in the right place today. I said, when God, when, when, when you're seeing horrible things in your, your future, God is not the one that revealed those things to you. God said, when you come to me, I'm going to show you great and mighty things. That's
1: right. That's right. That's what
0: you're going to get every time you go to God because that's who he is. Psalms 91. Let's go there very quickly. And we're going to read the back end of that in verses 14 through 16. But I want to make note here that there are really three different people speaking in this songs because of the tense that you'll see in verse 1, it says he. In verse 3, uh, it says, or actually in verse 2, it says I. And then in verse 5, it says you. And, and most commentaries that I studied, really, it's clear that God is one of the people. It was like they were going back and forth as to whether it was Moses or David. But then it was like the he portion was a whosoever will. And so let's pick that up in verse 14 because we can apply ourselves right here at verse 14. It says, because he, somebody said, that's me. That's me. Because he has set his love upon me. So let's make clear who this is. This person, that word set there means fixed. This person is settled and fixed. And they love God with all of their heart, their soul, and their being. Is that anyone in this room today? Is that anyone in this room? I mean, that's a settled issue for you. Look at what he promises this person. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. And not only will I deliver him, I will set him on high. Then he tells you why because he's known my name. We have a relationship. We're in relationship with each other. So I'm going to deliver him and set him on high because he's fixed. He's settled. His love is on me, and he knows my name. We have a relationship. Then look at verse 15. He shall call upon me, second witness here, and I will what? Answer him. Now, who is the him that it's referring to? Somebody say me. Well, well, what do I represent? I represent a settled love for God, and no one's going to remove that love from my life. There's nothing anyone can do or say to me to stop me from loving God. That's a settled issue in my life and my relationship with Him. God said, I'm going to deliver that person. I'm going to set him on high. When He calls unto me, I will answer Him, and then I love this, and I will be with Him in trouble. So this tells us, folks, trouble is going to come to our lives. The issue is who's with you when we go through the trouble. Come on, and if you know God is with you, then the trouble is nothing compared to the God that's with you that's in the right, trouble. That's right. Come on, that's I'm preaching right. and anybody's saying amen right now. But there's some other observations here. He said, I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him.
1: God honors us. See, when you think about the God, the creator of the universe, honors us when we set our affection, our love, and our attention on him. He honors us. And when he honors us, what, what, what comes next?
0: Victory, blessings.
1: It don't matter what everybody else think because you shine all by yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and everybody will know that God is the one that honored you that way. I want to pull out a quick observation here. Clearly, he said, I will deliver him in trouble, which means we all go through trouble in life. But if you look at the character of this individual, this, this person is with God during the good times. You see that? And so because they're with God during the good times, they can have confidence that he'll deliver them in the bad times. Did you catch that? Why? Because his love is settled. His heart is fixed. Right? Right? Has a relationship with God. A lot of times the challenge with us is that we haven't been with God during the good times. It's during the good times that we disappear and we don't pray as much. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, don't leave me out here now. <laughs> right? It's during the good times that church is not the as party important. The is on us. Yeah, because all my bills are paid. Life is good. I don't need church or God until I get in trouble. See, this, this person is with God during the good times. So this person has confidence that God will deliver him in the bad times. Now folks, prayer is our primary means of communicating with God. It's our primary way of communicating with him on a daily basis. Any prayer, no matter duration, the duration or the scope is always relevant and is always important to God. Anytime we call to God, I mean you know that matters to him. And it's important, it's a priority, it's the number 1 priority when we come to him, that he listens and he answers us. Let's look at some keys that will give us confidence when we pray. Go with me to St. John chapter 16. We're going to look at five keys. Key number one, we've got to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. You still hear people today calling on Jesus.
1: When we call that name. <clears throat> let, me let me sing.
0: You're good. When we call, you felt it? I felt it. <laughs> And so, how I many you know, Jesus never even told us to pray to him, right? And there are a lot of new people around here. One thing I noticed at prayer last Saturday, uh, just a lot of new faces. And so, we just want to make sure everyone understands the proper order because it's so easy to pray to Jesus without even thinking about it. Just Jesus. We go straight to him, and he didn't tell us to do that. He said, go to the, straight to the Father. Just use my authority when you do. All right, go with me to St. John chapter 16. Let's look at verse 23 and 24. Point number one, pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. He says that in that day, you will ask me nothing. The day that he's referring to is after his death, burial, and resurrection. Of course, when he was with them, they went straight to him. What he's saying is after I'm gone now, in that day, you will ask me nothing. That's the day that we're living in today. You will ask me nothing, most assuredly, I say to you that whatever you ask the Father in my name, this is what I love. Listen to this. He will give it to you. Alright. Name there is a Greek word, unama. And it means authority and character. Spelled O-N-A-M-A. And it means authority and character. Now, I can remember I was a little misunderstanding of that. I, I can remember when I first it, it was like you know, he's given me authority, right? I can use that authority, which is accurate, delegated authority. And then when I go in there, right, it's my character. As long as I live right and do certain things, then I have the, the, uh, the authority to be in there. And really, as you'll see today, folks, we're, all of us, you know, our righteousness is as a filthy rags. And the only thing that makes us righteous is his righteousness. And so what he's saying here is, go to the Father using my authority, but also my character. Can you all see that? Right? Because how many on our best day, ours still won't be good enough. That's right. That's right. Right? And the best example or illustration I can use to you is when my daughter turned 16, she didn't have the authority or the character to go into PNC and get her own credit card. And so I went in, she has a credit card in her name, but guess whose authority and character represents that card? Her daddy. And and so her limit wasn't based off of her ability. Her limit was based off of my ability, right? And and this is what what I've inferred to her is that whether she pays the bill or not, the bill actually doesn't even go to her which is probably why she stops and just grabs something to eat and fills her car up and gets the five-star meals. She
1: walked in the liberty of her uh, access.
0: It's amazing. When she's paying, she gets Chick-fil-A. When I'm paying, it's a sushi, some kind of sushi restaurant or something like that. But but here's my point. Notice, she's living in, in her father's character, her father's authority. And her father pays the bill. That's all he's saying. You can go to the father in my authority and my character and my father will take care of the bill. This is what I love here. He says, until now, verse 24, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. Notice the motive, so that your joy can be full. Now, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. I mean, that's not like being happy, which, which is like happenstance based off of circumstances. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit that we should have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because we woke up today, God is good. And he's saying, that fruit that I put on the inside of you, I want that fruit to be full. Right? And so he's literally saying, it's full when you ask me for something and you see me do it for you.
1: Number two, we're probably going to only be able to cover two. Number two, we're talking about confidence when you go to God in prayer. Pray with the right motives. Number two, praying with the right motives. If you would go with me to James chapter 4, verse 2. And it says, you lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have. Why? Because you do not ask. You ask, but you don't receive because you ask amiss." That you may spend it on your pleasures. I love what the uh, uh, King James says, because you consume it on your lust. Basically, what he's saying here is that you have desires to feed your own condition, but you don't get them. Ever chasing, but not obtaining. Once you obtain, there's something more to chase. You murder, and it literally means you kill. But Jesus said what? To hate someone, to hate your brother, you've murdered. And you covet. You're jealous. She got it. Why don't I got it? He has it. Why can't I have it? And cannot obtain. You fight and war. You know the corporate ladder. You snitch somebody out so that you can get yours. You war. You declare battle. You don't like them just because, not because of anything that they've done to you, but just because they're competition. Yet you do not have because, not because of your failure to war, your lust or anything. He says you don't have because you don't ask, righteous one. And you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss so that you may consume it. And that word consume on your own lust is, is basically the word uh, means to charge, to spend, to exercise. You're consuming it, you're spending, you're charging so that you can put it upon you and not for the glory of God. I'm going to read to you real quickly Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. It says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Now, mind you, that whole chapter, he's starting out talking about who we are now in Christ and that we have righteous access to an inheritance that he left for us, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who, God, who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. I put in my notes here that we have to. And during this time, the whole point of prayer and fasting is so that we can align ourselves with the will of God.
0: Yeah.
1: See, I'm, I'm reading this book along with, I'm, I'm doing three different devotions right now. Because it's just been so good. And I really committed and dedicated myself to really being saturated. I mean, I want to drown yes. in his presence.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And this one book I'm reading called Awakening, Pastor uh, Stover Weems. He's, he's talking about when you're fasting. And when you're praying together, because a lot of times you can fast, but not really be committed to prayer. Right. And the whole point of fasting is so that you can allot time to prayer. Right. But what it allows you to do is to get in agreement with his word. Yeah. And when you're getting into agreement, the whole point of fasting is that you're denying your flesh so that your spirit and your flesh can align itself with the word and the will of God. And when you agree and you align yourself in the word and the will of God, then he could download that assignment that he has for you. That's right. Often, I, I, but my Pastor Gregory spoke about it a long time ago, and that's the first time I ever heard somebody say it. But we have to be in a position where we want to do what God is blessing and not ask him to bless what we're doing. Because he says here in Ephesians chapter 1 that who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will... And if it's not his will, guess what he's not in? He's not in it. He's not in your will. He is not the clay and you be the potter. We are the potter and he, he, we are the clay and he is the potter. And so when we pray with the right motives, the right motives are always, it's always starts with a foundation of love. Love for him and love for our brothers and sisters. And when we know and understand his will when we're in agreement with his will, we're aligning our flesh because when we, you know, a lot of times we, I, I used to believe this, so I'm just going to have an open moment with you guys. But when I fasted, I felt like, okay, God, I denied myself for you. Now, you owe me. Don't act like you don't. You never thought that. Like you done did this great suffering for the Lord. Father. <laughs> I put on sackcloth and ashes. I have denied myself all day. (laughs) Now it's only right for you to grant me my desire. He ain't no genie with a lamp. (laughs) And when we understand that when we are praying and fasting, the same determination that we have to deny our flesh now speaks to us and God assures us, You've denied your flesh, so surely you can deny sin. Surely you can deny what's not of my will. That's right. Surely you've denied your flesh, so surely you could deny what's contrary to my purpose, my intended purpose and plan for your life. So praying with the right motives puts us in agreement, puts us in alignment, and allows us to receive his assignment for our lives. Go ahead to three. Mm-hmm. It's okay. All right. So, number three, praying with confidence. Praying with confidence. First John, if you would turn there, chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. First John 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, what's that word? Anything. What's that word? Anything. A little more confidence.
0: Anything.
1: Anything. What? According, According to his him. will.
0: He hears us.
1: He hears us. Because you're speaking his language. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know. We think. We know. Maybe.
0: We know. Uh, if. No.
1: Probably. Perhaps, you know, that's sophisticated. (laughs) We know that we have the petitions that we have what? Asked of him. But when we pray anything according to his will, one thing I've learned is God does not force, he feels. And one of the reasons why we, you know, when we pray in confidence is because we know who we are in him. That's right. And not only because you can, I mean, you know, you can know a whole lot about somebody and not be in relationship with him. That's true. My husband, he's a sports fanatic. He could drop stats on just about anything and anybody, especially in basketball and football. But he ain't about to walk up to one of these athletes and be like, "Yo, uh, uh, whatever your name is. <laughs> I was looking at a show last week and um, and it was right after Oprah Winfrey had made the, her speech, and which was a great speech, and you know, and there was a lady on there that she, she was all things Oprah. She knew. I mean, they ran all types of questions on her, and she knew how many awards she's won. She knew her what she gave her daddy for whatever gift, where the house was that she bought her mama. She knew all the houses that Oprah won. I mean, that Oprah owns. She knew a whole lot about this woman. But well, how many of you know she's not about to call Oprah and be like, Oprah? Um, I know you're worth about $3.2 billion. I just want a little $250,000 house, so how about hooking me up, because I know everything about you. What will be Oprah's response?
0: I don't know you.
1: I don't know you. <laughs> well, we don't have relationship. We don't have an exchange. I haven't <coughs> spent time with you, although you think you spent time with me. So. Praying with confidence is when we have a saturated knowledge and an awareness that he is ever with us. When we wake up in the morning and we open our eyes, it is in him that we live and move and have our being. When we step, it is because he's allowed us to function. Do you know how much is going on in your body when you put your feet to the ground? When you have an awareness of what it took for the sun to rise at 6.08 in the morning during the summertime. When you understand the magnitude of what happened when Jesus died on that cross and the earthquake in a matter of minutes. When you realize that he is ever with you and it's because of him that you're able to move, then you're confident and you're, you're well versed in that, Daddy, I love you. Amen. If you don't know nothing but Romans chapter 10, that you're saved and you know that he's with you, you have a confidence when you talk to him. And although we love this time that we come together in prayer, we love this season of prayer and fasting but that is not the only time that you're engaged with your heavenly father when you walk in the street and you ain't got nobody to talk to uh, you're just thinking thank you father when you're looking at the news and a tragedy that's on the news today the foolishness that comes out of authorities mouths these days thank you father that you've left me in my sound mind when you think about his goodness and what coulda shoulda or woulda been and you reflect on how great he's been to you even when you were wrong to him. And you're living in this place of thankfulness. You are in relation with him. And guess what? It boosts your confidence when you go to him because you've been acknowledging him every step of the way.
0: Amen. Praise God. Let's look very quickly at why really sometimes we don't have confidence. Okay? Go with me to 1 John, just two books over, chapter 3, and pick up at verse 20. I just want to make sure you get this. I think this is important. Uh, I wouldn't have understood this without the one revelation of grace. It's amazing how the scriptures open up to me with that one revelation. And so that was excellent. So you're basically saying what will give us confidence is when we know that our lives are in line with his word. Yep. And that's really our desire every day. Not
1: excellent. that we're going to get it perfect. Right. But when you're in relationship with but somebody. But the intent is there. The intent is there. You know, I'm married to you. That's right. So even when I'm not in your presence. That's right. I'm not acting like I'm not married to you.
0: That's right. Right. That's good. That's good.
1: When I'm not in his presence, when, I'm, when he's not looking at me, and I'm not in church prim and proper, I'm not in my prayer closet bowed down prostrate. But when I'm out and about, I'm conscious that I am a married woman to none other than the great, awesome man of God, Joe E. Gregory. <laughs>
0: Come on, baby. We got to finish this. You get ready to go. You're in 1 John chapter 3. Look at verse 20. It says, for if our heart condemns us. This is good. This is so good. Now, this word condemn here means to note against, to find fault, or to blame. Let me make sure I help you understand. Satan is the accuser of oh, the, the brethren. brethren.
1: Yes, he is.
0: So it says, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. So it's clearly showing you then if if your heart is condemning you, God's not the one that's doing it. Because he is greater than the condemnation that's going on in your heart. So it's either Satan or you're condemning yourself. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And he knows all things, which means he knows how to get you out of the condition that's condemning you right now. It says, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, watch this then, now we have confidence towards God. That's right. That's right. Now, let's look at, let's, let's some insight here. Then we have confidence towards God, and, and it's interesting right after that, and whatever we ask, we receive from Him. So it's possible then that people won't go to God because their heart's condemning them. And they don't have confidence to go. That's why they go to the pastor, the bishop. They run all over the place. The pray apostles, for me, the pray prophets. For me, pray, pray for, pray me. Me. Pray pray for, for me. me, pray for 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 me, pray when, for when me, pray for me. When
1: actually what pray they're saying me. a lot of times is pray instead of me. A lot of times what's going on when, when people do that, and, and, and I'm talking to lights here. I'm not judging anybody. I'm talking to lights here. When people come to you asking you to pray for them, there's a light they see in you. And I don't care how dim it is. There's a light that they see in you, and they trust in the light that's in you rather than them because they, this world is conditioned to make you think about what's wrong with me. And when I'm more focused on what's wrong with me instead of what's right with him, then I'm condemned.
0: See, and that's why he said if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. So why don't you stop focusing on that and focus on him? It'll lift you right out of that.
1: That's right. All
0: right, listen, it's, it's just nuggets, okay? So whatever we ask him, we receive from him, and then it says here, because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sights. So so right away, we start thinking about what we do wrong. I can't go to him because I know what I'm doing ain't right. Right? That's self-condemning.
1: None of us are
0: perfect. We're all progressing.
1: Or I'm not doing what I know I should be doing.
0: That's good, too.
1: You know, a lot of times, I can't tell you how many times people will come to me and I know I'm not tithing, therefore God's now blessing me financially. Who's doing the condemning? Is God?
0: No. You just wanted to be close to yeah, me. Yeah, I did. I just wanted to touch you. I just wanted to touch you. Keep your you. hand up back there. Don't be having it so low like that. <laughs> now nah, I lost my spot. We got to get some confidence. Confidence. Now, this is going to liberate so many people in here today. Listen from your spirit, see, because he said, because we, I can't keep all the commandments. I can't be perfect every day. He didn't ask you to be.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So he said, just in case you're not clear of what I'm referring to, let's keep reading. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Watch this. And love one another. And love one another. Yes. All, yeah. he, all he's simply saying is love God and love people. That's
1: right. That's right. Amen.
0: As he gave us commandment. And then the last one as we close. Thank him in advance. Everyone knows this one. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, verse 6 and 7, right? But in everything by prayer and supplication. So don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Right? If you're going to worry, then don't pray. If you're going to pray, then don't worry. But choose one or the other. Right? Everything in prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. So in conclusion, God wants us to come to him first about everything When we do, we have confidence knowing that his desire is to answer us. So always go to the Father or pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Pray with right motives. Pray with confidence from the will of God or according to the will of God. Know why you don't have confidence and then thank him in advance. Now, we want to add to this service today what we're calling corporate prayer or personal prayer time. And so if you have a personal prayer request, you don't attend on Saturdays, this will be new to you, okay? And so what we have stationed around the sanctuary are prayer request cards. You can fill out a request. You don't need to get up. You can just lift your hand in the air, and a usher will put a personal prayer request card in your hand. It's just a little form. You fill it out. You write on there what your prayer request is. And then you can come set that request up here on the stage. We're going to take about 15 minutes or so to do this. Set that request up here on the stage. Anyone in this congregation can come and grab that request, pray personally over it. When the prayer is completed, drop the completed prayer request in the bucket stationed here at the front of the stage. We also have them stationed at the rear of the stage as well, right behind here those two cameras cameras in that sound booth. I'm sorry? Rear of the auditorium. Rear of the uh, auditorium, right behind those two cameras and that phone booth, okay? And so while we're praying, this is just personal prayer time. How I many know today is day seven, and this is where you get to pray for yourself? We spent the whole week praying about everything else. And so make it specific to something that's going on in your life. Maybe it's a loved one, family member, or friend you want to get saved, but whatever it is, make it specific to something that you want to see God answer for you. And let's take about 15 minutes or so. There's no voices up here from the front. We're just all as a congregation engaged in personal prayer time you can get up you can walk if you walk don't if you walk try to stay in the sanctuary if you do need to walk out just go out the side doors don't leave the foyer out there in the back and then listen because we're going to all come back for corporate prayer for about five minutes right after that okay
1: Ecclesiastes tells us that two are better than one Matthew chapter 18 tells us when two come together touching anything and be in agreement with it it shall be done So this is just an opportunity. I believe that you've already been praying about this situation and you just need a a better notion of being in alignment and receiving the assignment from God in your particular situation. And this is that opportunity for sisters and brothers to come together and join you by faith and in faith for your answer.
0: Amen. You all can stand, you can stay in your seat. You can kneel at your seat. You can come up here to the stage. Music department will sing something appropriate that will fit. Go ahead. I'm going to come down, walk around. We'll take about 15 minutes. What we want to do is what's called corporate prayer and I know this is new to some of you all that's why we're introducing it to you you'll find both in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4 that the believers were all together and in one place and on one accord and so that's whenever they came together like that and they prayed as one The spirit began to shake, the earth began to quake, all kind of miracles began to happen. And so what we want to do is invite you to step out into the aisleway if you so uh, choose to do so, but everyone please stand to your feet.
1: If you're able.
0: If you're able, and we're gonna pray over, because of course we couldn't get all of them in, but we're gonna pray over every prayer request uh, by the Spirit of God right up here from the stage. And so we want you all to join in with us. You'll be able to hear us praying. If nothing else, stretch your hands towards these four baskets and let's add our agreement corporately with every prayer request that has come in and then corporately we're going to give God the thanksgiving and the glory and let's try to take the roof off of this place when we do that, okay? Let's pray corporately. Father, we join our faith and we add our agreement to every prayer request that has come in, Father. You said in your word that where two or three are gathered together in your name, that you are right there in the midst, Father. And so, Father, we join our faith right now. We add our agreement with every request that is coming in right now, whether it be uh, for family or for children, Father. We agree that you're bringing marriages back together. You're strengthening marriages that are doing good. Father, we pray for children that have left you to come back, and we pray for those that are with you that they will grow stronger. And so, Father, overall, every family request that has come in, we declare that you have not only answered the prayer, but it is manifesting right now as we speak. Father, we also pray in specific for every marriage represented in this room that you would strengthen these marriages, Father, to allow these couples to operate as one. You said, Father, that the two shall become one, Father. May they be open and honest in their communication, one with another. May they remove all outside distractions, Father. And may the marriages be as strong as they've ever been, Father, for every single person in this room or unmarried person, Father. My prayer is that you'll send the right person into their life at the right time, Father. And every request, Father, that desires to be married, will be married in the name of Jesus father and I pray right now for healing father healing is the children's bread it belongs unto us father we know according to first Peter 2 24 it is by your stripes that we are healed father so I declare that every form of sickness or disease that is represented in this room today we declare right now that they are healed from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet sickness and disease leave their body now in the name of Jesus. Father,
1: we thank you that there is no greater name than the name of Jesus by which sickness, disease, mental illness, whatever the case may be, it must bow at the name of Jesus. So right now, we thank you, Father, for the delivering power of your Word by your Spirit. Father God, we pronounce and declare in the authority that we have by that name of Jesus, that anything that is contrary to your word, any demonic activity, any criminal activity, any demented activity, anything that is contrary to your word and your will, it is denounced, declared, null and void. Torment must flee in Jesus' name. Depression must flee in Jesus' name. Oppression must must flee in Jesus' name. Addiction must flee in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you and we give you glory, honor, and praise for the power by your spirit and your word to walk in the liberty by which you've established us by that name father we pray right now over finances we thank you that you are El Shaddai the all-breasted one we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh the one who provides we thank you that as we look to you being our resource and the provider that we can trust in that father give each of us wisdom on how to deal with the finances that we have at hand father give her give, cause us to walk in a specific kind of favor whereby people are looking to do great things for us daily for so if it's a job i thank you that there's favor for a job if it's a promotion i thank you that there is favor for promotion if it's wisdom and financial budgeting i thank you for wisdom and resources in gaining financial Uh, financial uh, 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 intelligence father if it's just obedience in our tithes and our offerings and our giving then I speak to our obedience in that arena whereby you said you will open up a window so big that we would not have room to receive father I thank you that we are a people that shine in this dark world because we walk amply supplied spiritually and financially father that we are blessing others we are the lender and not the taker we are above and not beneath we are the ones that are the head and not the tail we are supplied in the city and in the basket but I thank you that we are blessed wherever we go and father I pray for anything that we might not have mentioned by the authority of the spirit the whole spirit that lives upon us Praying in tongues for that which we may not know right now. Father, I pray right now for those that are grieving over the loss of a situation, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's the loss of a job, whether it's rejection by peers. I pray right now over that, that they are comforted by your spirit, Father, that there, there are people, believers, that surround them with the hope and the love of your word, Father, encouraging them. They're acting as agents on assignment by
0: you to
1: uplift and edify those that may be brokenhearted right now. I thank you for and I just pray right now that those that are in need, that they are in the position, they are in that place called there, whereby they are able to receive that which you have for them. Align them with your word. Align them with your will. Align them by your spirit so that they may receive the assignment of blessing, the assignment of prosperity, the assignment of deliverance, the assignment, the assignment, of, deliverance, the assignment, the assignment of redemptive works
0: in your will in Jesus' name. And now, Father, this is the confidence that we have in you. We know that if we ask anything according to your will, that you hear us, Father, and you grant us the petitions that we've desired of you. So now, Father, every supplication and prayer request that has gone forth before you, we give you thanksgiving and glory that not only have you answered the prayers, Father, but we will see the physical manifestation of it in Jesus' name. And come on, if you agree with that today, will somebody just lift it up? Come on, give God glory in this place. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Come on. I, I just have a note of victory in my spirit. Does anybody else have a note of victory in their spirit today? Come on. Lift your hands to the Father and just repeat this after me. Say, I have confidence that Father, you have already worked it out just for me. Now, somebody go ahead and thank God for that right now. Hallelujah, Father. Yeah, I see it, Father. I see it. Oh, and I thank you for it, Father. You're showing me great and mighty things, Father. I see it, and I thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to look up here at me for a moment. If you're in this building today, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. What God just created for you was atmosphere. And it's in that atmosphere that you can live. It's in His presence that you can live 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why? Because He promised you He'd never leave you nor forsake you. But guess what? You've got to be in relationship with Him to benefit from that. So if you've never received His Son as your personal Lord and Savior, and you'd like to do so today, I would be more than honored to pray for you and it helps you become a part of the kingdom of God and the family of God. We're not asking you to join Linked Up Church. We're asking you to become a son or daughter of God. And if that's in your heart to do today, we'll help you do that. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, man, that that word today, that prayer, Spirit of God just spoke to me today, and I, I can tell I've gotten away from God. But remember, if your heart is condemned, it's not because God got away from you. It's because you got away from God, and there are things that need to be repented from, and then we come back to Christ, right? And so if that's you today, and you want to get your life back right with God through Christ, then we want to pray with and for you today. Thirdly, you might say, well, Pastor, I heard people praying in another language that I wasn't aware of. It's called praying in other tongues. It's a gift that He gives to every believer. What was that your wife was up there doing? What was that you were up there doing? It's called praying in other tongues. It's a gift that He gives believers. And with that gift, we have this unique ability to bypass Satan. He doesn't understand what we're saying. And we get to talk directly to God. The scripture says that we get to build ourselves up, Jude 20. We get to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. We can strengthen our faith by praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in other tongues. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, says that we're able to pray out divine secrets and mysteries. There are things that our spirit knows that our head doesn't know. And when we pray in other tongues, it's our spirit that'll illuminate our mind. And we'll have an aha moment, and our mind will say, I got it. And it's praying in other tongues that allows us to do that. It charges us up. It's just like putting that charger on that battery, uh, and it just charges you up and keeps you strong. If you want to learn more about that today, we want to pray with and for you. Then finally, if you don't have a church home and you believe God has led you here to join Linked Up Church, my wife and I, the staff, will be happy to receive you. We'll pray for you every single day of our lives, and every time you come in this building, our goal is to make sure that you hear the Word of God and the Word of God only. So now while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer,